Good morning. For you that may be new to the church, my name is David Blackburn. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. I say it every time, I'm the best looking one. Neither one of them here so I can say that. Today there are hundreds of millions of people who are wearing masks. They live in France, they live in Germany, they live in Nigeria, they live in Brazil, they live in America, and other countries around the world. These people are wearing masks because of COVID-19. In the last 10 months, give or take, I've seen masks of all different styles and, and colors. I've seen masks being worn by people with different skin colors, people who are on different sides politically. Those who wear masks are from all economic strata, from rich to poor and everything in between. This morning, I would like to talk about wearing masks, but not the COVID-19 kind. He's going, Phew. I want to look at the invisible mask people wear to cope with their hurts in life. A football coach once said there are two different types of coaches in the NFL. The first type are those who've been fired, and the second type are those who are going to be fired. Whether that's true or not, I'm not sure. There are two types of people here today. Those who've been hurt in life, and those who are going to be hurt in life. And if I had to guess, just looking at the demographics of our crowd today, I'd say most of you are in the first category. Those who've experienced pain and hurt in your life. We've had one or more of life's hurts. Could have been a family hurt, financial hurt, a, a relational hurt, a physical hurt, an emotional hurt, or even a spiritual hurt. I know that 2020 has dealt millions of people a big dose of pain and hurt. And all of us are looking forward to Friday, aren't we? January the 1st. Can I get an amen? amen? But here's a warning for you. Don't expect 2021 to be free of life's hurts. Just because you peel off the calendar and roll over to another year. Those 365 days have the potential for happiness joy and peace, but also for many potential hurts. We become very skilled at covering up life's hurts as we try to hide behind the mask we've made by our own thinking. We're not bad people. We're not deceptive people. We've just grown comfortable and we feel more safe and secure when we're hiding 
behind our mask. We live in a world that inflicts a lot of pain and hurt on people. Now, this isn't a new revelation because Jesus spoke about this 2,000 years ago when he said this in John chapter 16. Jesus said, here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus knew we would face trials and sorrows and hurts in this life. He wanted to not only warn us, but to encourage us with the thought that he was the only one who can help us overcome the hurts the world's going to put on us. I don't realize the depth of your pain and hurt today, but God does. He knows exactly what you're going through this very hour. Because of his love and concern for us, God wants us to be aware of this truth. There's hope beyond the hurt. Now, if you don't remember anything from what you hear this morning, please remember this. No matter what kind of pain, what kind of hurt you face this year, there's hope beyond the hurt in 2021. So I want you to say it with me. There's hope beyond the hurt in 2021. Jesus said we should take heart, or in other words, be encouraged that he has overcome the world and all the hurt that they can put on us. There are many references to hope in the Psalms, those 150 chapters in about the middle of your Bible. And that's a great reason to read them when you have a hurt in your life. Here's one of those great psalms. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes, what is it? From Him. Friends, you can trust this verse and this promise. You can have hope because of God. My hope, your hope. It comes from God, not politics, not the economy, not a COVID-free life. And I want us to look this morning at the story of a woman who had a hurt in her life for a very long time. In her case, it happened to be a physical hurt, but we know that hurts come in all sizes and all categories. So let's learn from her about the invisible mask that need to come off so the hurts can be healed. The story is found in Mark chapter 5. It says a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them but she had gotten no better. In fact, 
she had gotten worse. One mask we wear when we have hurts is the thought that nobody knows, nobody cares about my hurt. On this particular day, a large crowd followed Jesus trying to get as close as possible to him. And this woman could have easily thought, I'm hurting and nobody here knows about it and nobody cares about it. My need. Some of you may feel that way right now. You came to church on this last Sunday of 2020 and you're sitting in your seat with a hurt in your life. And you look around and you think, you know, nobody knows about it here. And nobody cares about my need this morning. What should you do when you have thoughts like that? Whether it's in this room or your bedroom at home, driving to work tomorrow, what should you do? You must do one thing. You must remember that Jesus knows all about that hurt. He knows what you're going through with the hurt and pain in your life. And as you remember that truth about Jesus, you're going to begin to find some hope for your hurt. The mask can come off when you remember that Jesus knows about you personally. And he knows about your hurt. And not only does he know about it, he cares for you. Another mask this woman probably wore is the thought that, you know, I've had this hurt so long in my life, and things are never going to change for me. I'm stuck. It says she had waited 12 years for some help with her hurt. Some of you have carried around hurts for many years, 5, 10, 15 years, maybe more. And you've given up hope of ever having that hurt healed. Because you've had this hurt so long, it makes you think in your heart that help's never going to come. Never going to come. But get this. The fact that this woman had been sick for 12 years didn't automatically mean she was going to be sick for 13 years. She thought the hurt was never going to end. Many of us have thought the same thing about our hurt and our pain. But she had an encounter with Jesus Christ and that changed everything for her. The hurt was healed and the mask came off. So never give up. Stay hopeful. Because perhaps this is your day. This could be the day that you have your encounter with Jesus. The third mask we make by our own thinking is, I've been disappointed so many times because of this hurt in my life. 
like this woman, maybe you've thought the same thing. You've been disappointed over and over because of the hurt and the pain. Our story says the woman suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. Now, I don't know exactly what all that means, but I do know there were many doctors and there were many disappointments. She came to the place where she must have thought, there's no hope for me. It's futile. Like a punch in the gut. Disappointments have a way of knocking all the hope out of us. And some of you feel that way right now. The hope you once had has been knocked out of you. Bam! This woman felt like that. But God didn't disappoint her. The God of all hope helped her and the mask came off. You see, I believe that same God will show up for you and will show up for me. Here's another great psalm of hope that I would refer you to. Psalm 71, 14. The psalmist writes, As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you more and more. Say it with me. I will always have hope. That's a wonderful verse to commit to memory or write it down somewhere. Friends, we must trust God in 2021 as never before and always have hope in this life. Another invisible mask is the thought that I don't have the resources to deal with this hurt in my life. If we're going to get any help and healing for our hurts, we've got to break through this thought that we don't have the resources we need. This woman, we read earlier, had spent all she had. We don't know how much that is. Could have been thousands. And she had come to the end of her money, which represented her resources, and she still hadn't found an answer for her hurt. Now, we might want to think of resources in a broader sense than just money. Maybe it's, I don't have the time to deal with this. Or I don't have the emotional energy to deal with this. Or I don't have the spiritual strength to deal with this. Now, here's why we can always have hope in the midst of our hurts in life. We will never lose our greatest resource. We may not have the time, granted. We may not have the money, I understand. We may not have the energy, I get it. We may not have the spiritual strength. 
But our greatest resource isn't any of those things. Our greatest resource is God's love, which the Bible says lasts forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. Read it with me. His faithful love endures. What's the word? Forever. Now, forever is a long time. Most of us have this upside down. We come to the end of our resources before we trust our greatest resource. When we experience life's hurts, we try all of our ways and and all of our plans and all of our scheming and and we'll move the, the things around. We'll use what resources we have, even to the extent that we'll use all of our resources. And then we'll come to the realization that our resources will never be enough. And that's where we think. We get smart. I need a greater resource. I'm going to trust God to help me. And I'm scratching my head. Why don't we reverse the process and trust God at the beginning of our trial or our sorrow or our hurt? Reminds me of the person who who says something like this. Well, you know, I've done everything I can do about this situation, so I guess I'm just going to pray. That's backwards, and that's upside down. Never forget that when you come to the end of your human resources, your greatest resource is still there. God's love will always be there for you. His love endures, what is it? Forever. The last mass we make by our own thinking is, well, it's just not the right time, so I guess I'm just going to hang on to my hurt. We trick ourselves into believing it's not the right time to have hope or it's not the right time to have faith. It's just not the right time to believe I can be free of this hurt. We know from the context of Mark chapter 5, which we read earlier, where our story takes place, that Jesus was on his way to raise a young girl from the dead. And people were crowding in on him from everywhere. It must have been a mob-type scene. And the woman in our story could have thought this. She said, she could have thought, you know, it's just not the right time. I shouldn't bother Jesus with my hurt. And we sometimes think the same thing. It's not the right time. You know, God has to deal with with wars. God has to deal with poverty and and famine and pandemic and, and crime and on and on and on. And it's just not the right time to bring my little hurt to him. If we could only grasp the depth of God's love for us, we would understand that the right time with God is always N-O-W. Now is the right time. 
today. One of the first songs I ever learned as a child growing up in Sunday school was the song that many of you were acquainted with too as a child. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the... Did we go to the same church? There have been many days in my life, and uh, I've had a long life, as you can see. And I've experienced a few hurts in my life. And in the middle of those hurts, in the midst of those hurts, the devil always tries to rob me of that little truth I learned so many years ago. The truth that God does love me. The truth that God does care about me. The truth that I can have a personal relationship with God, not only for the 60, 70, 80 years of life that most of us get, but for eternity, forever, where his love will continue to endure forever. The greatest truth we have in life is that God loves us and he cares for us. And he wants a relationship with us through his son, Jesus Christ. That's why he sent Jesus. That's why we celebrate Christmas. God doesn't want you to wait one day longer to come to him and say, you know, Jesus, I need your help with this hurt in my life. It's N-O-W time. The woman in our story wore invisible masks made by her own thinking, her own thoughts. And they would have stopped most people, but, but not this lady. How did she get to that place of hope and faith? It's the only way that any of us can get there. She got there by trusting in Jesus. That's the way it was with her. And that's the way it has to be with you and me. Just like this woman of so many years ago, we must trust Jesus to help us come out from behind the mask when we have hurt in our lives. Well, how does that work? How do we trust Jesus Christ to help us with the hurts in our life? Again, we can learn from the woman in our story. Look what happened to her that day. She had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. In your mind, circle the word thought and circle the word touch. This woman thought and then she touched. Those are the two things we should do. That's the key to trusting Jesus to help us with our hurts. The verse said, she thought to herself. The battle for the victory over the hurts in our lives begins right here. In our minds. What are we thinking? We're either thinking hopeless thoughts or hope. Full thoughts. Hopeless or hopeful? 
So how do we get our thoughts focused in the right direction when we have hurts and the mask are up? When you have a hurt come your way, and you will, you can focus your thoughts in one of three directions. Number one, you can focus your thoughts on yourself. These thoughts will usually run in the realm of of self-pity or self-reliance. Number two, you can focus your thoughts on other people. And you can place your hope in them to make all your hurts go away. Or number three, you can focus your thoughts in the only direction of true hope for the healing of your hurts. You can focus your thoughts on God. For he alone is the one who can heal you of your hurts. He's the one who made us, formed us in our mother's womb. He's the one who's known everything about us from the day of our conception to this moment in time. He knows you best. It's not your mom. He knows all of your hurts today. So we need to focus our thoughts in his direction and ask him for help. The key is to get the focus off yourself, get the focus off others, and get the focus on God. And that's what this woman did. She thought about Jesus, and she focused on him and how he could possibly help her. She said, if I just touch him. And that's where her thoughts turned to action. A lot of us have thoughts of being healed of our hurts. We think about it. We hope for it. But nothing ever happens because that's where we stop. But not the woman in our story. She did something about that thought that she had. She went through the crowd, forced her way through, and she touched Jesus' robe. She acted upon the thoughts she had had, and she trusted in Jesus to help her. She got in touch with God that day. Let me tell you that no one's going to force you to get in touch with God. Nobody at this church is going to force you. God even won't force you. He gives you the choice. He gives me the choice to get in touch with him or not. It's solely up to you. The woman who had the physical hurt chose that day to get in touch with God. Thoughts about Jesus and how he can help me and heal my hurts are one thing. Nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. Trusting in Jesus and doing what he wants me to do is another thing. Why did she touch Jesus this day? She touched him because she trusted him to heal the hurt that she had. She said, if I touch him, he will heal me. 
Immediately, the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. When you put your faith and trust in Jesus, that's when your hurt can begin to heal and the mask can come off. It may not be instantaneous like this, but it may be. It may take a period of time, but it begins to heal when you put your faith and trust in Jesus. That's what the woman did on that day in history 2,000 years ago. She had faith in Jesus and what he could do for her. So what happened to her? The Bible says in Mark 5, And he, Jesus, said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Twelve years of suffering. Jesus healed her. Jesus sent her on her way. We know nothing more about her. Someday when you get to heaven, look her up. I'm going to. He sent her on her way with his peace flooding her soul. I, I kind of believe she, she went away there kind of gliding. The tenacious faith of this woman, her faith in Jesus, was the catalyst to begin the healing of the hurt that she had. It wasn't faith in herself. She had done all she could do. She would spent all she had. It wasn't faith in others. She would gone to all the right doctors. No, it was faith that was centered in Jesus Christ and his mighty power to heal her hurt. Nothing wrong with going to doctors. Nothing wrong with prayer groups like we have at the church that take prayer requests. But ultimately, all of that has to be laid at the feet of Jesus. And we have to put our faith solely in him for the hurts that we have today and will experience in 2021. As we close this morning, again, it's an honor to speak to you on the last Sunday of a year that's been one that we've all looked so forward to saying goodbye to. But I want to lead you in a prayer. And it's a prayer of faith about the hurts that you may have in your life. And I'm not trying to fish for hurts. There, there may be many of you, maybe the, most of you, that there's no hurt in your life right now of all the categories that I went through earlier. But if you desire to pray for a hurt, and you're not have to, you don't have to say the hurt, I just want to invite you to stand and repeat a few simple words after me. If you have a hurt in your life that you would like to pray about, trust Jesus with today. Just invite you to stand. So, when I say the phrase, and the phrase is on my monitors, because I've worked on it for two weeks trying to get the phrases right, you can repeat after me. I'll give you a pause time, okay? So we do this, Lord Jesus, unto you. 
Jesus, I'm asking you to heal my hurts. I don't want them to control my life. I want the mask I'm wearing to come off. I put my faith in you today, Jesus. Instead of focusing on myself or on others, I will focus on you. Thank you for helping me, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Let's all stand, and I'd like to close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have been good to us this year. And some of us have known some deep pain and sorrow and hurt. Some of us have not experienced quite that same depth of pain and sorrow. But no matter where we're at today, Lord, you know it. You know everything about us. You know what we're sensing in our spirit right now and in our heart. And we want to just acknowledge that you've been good to us this year. You've loved us. You've forgiven us. You've drawn us close to yourself. And we thank you for that, Lord. Lord, we know that we've come to the right source. We've come to Jesus today to begin the healing of the hurts that we may have, no matter what category they fall in. And we're going to leave this place trusting you, Lord, that it starts this morning, it starts now, the healing that we need. Help us, Heavenly Father, to look to you in the days and weeks ahead and to continue to trust in you for all that we need. Because, Lord, you are all that we want. And I pray right now for these, my friends and my brothers and sisters in Christ, that we will continue to walk faithfully with you, no matter what happens to us in these next few days and then on into the new year. We will trust you with our lives, with our families, with our resources, our jobs. Lord, help us to be the people you want us to be in a world that needs hope. It's in Christ's name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. I'll see you next year, okay? Bye-bye.